we want to live for Jesus stronger in the future than we did in the past. And one thing's for sure, all of your sins, if you love the Lord and have given your life to him and really mean it, all of your sins are washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I praise God for that. You know, this day we're living in right now is so confusing. It's very difficult for me to understand how uh, normal people can do some of the things that are being done today in our country. Our society did not uh, used to be like this. We used to have a little bit more culture, a little bit more class uh, than we do now. And this is true. Things have really digressed a lot in the last few decades when it comes to class and culture and behavior. And, you know, we cannot control other people's behavior, can we? I kind of wish I could sometimes, and, but we can't. The reality of it is the Lord is the one that forgives all sin when someone truly asks him. So I've been grappling with this a lot. You know, how can normal people burn down cities and murder people and, and burn millions of acres and thousands of homes? And, you know, shouldn't we be out fighting our neighbor's fires instead of setting them? How can normal people shun church where Jesus is loving them and caring for them? And the fact of the matter is things are really out of whack. There's a lot of things that are just not normal going on right now. And it's been my experience, and, and Brother Michael tell you he's had that experience, uh, that when things are really out of whack, it's usually because the devil's involved. And, you know, there's two big problems I see going on, lots more than two, but I'm just going to talk about two, not 20 or 30. There's two big problems that are really going on right now, and one is drugs, and the other is demons. And one leads to the other. Drugs and demons. I bet everybody in here, and you don't have to name names or raise your hand, but I bet everybody in here has somebody they know that's hooked on drugs. And I want to tell you right now, God loves that person. And if one of those people happens to be you, God loves you. He does not want you trapped in that. He wants to deliver you from that. How many know that the Lord can deliver you from the drugs and he can deliver you from the demons? There is no reason to stay. He can break those chains. One of the main things that we need to do as Christians is to learn what the Word says. And the Word is prophecy from beginning to end, every bit. Oh, Randall, you talk about prophecy. Let me tell you, every single scripture in the Bible is prophetic. Now, I'm not going to preach today about the signs of the return of Christ. Uh, they're all around us. The King is coming. I'm ready to fly. Oh, by the way, if y'all want to sing that with us next time, all you got to do is just go fly, 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 fly. I'm ready to fly. But one of the things we need to do as Christians is to learn where the devil's coming from. And I want you to change, uh, turn with me to Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14. What is the sin that the, uh, that the devil got Adam and Eve to do? Shout it out. Eat the fruit. Now, how did he tempt them with that sin? He didn't say, oh, this fruit is so delicious, you've never tasted it. Hey, that would have got me. He didn't say, oh, does it look so shiny and just make your mouth water? He didn't say that. 
how did he tempt him, tempt them with the fruit? Say again. Yeah. If you eat this, you will be like God. That is how he got them. If you eat this, you will be like God. Sorry, we're having a little electrical. This is our strobe light version. Disco Baptists. He said, you will be like God. How many know, and, and I want to just tell you that I know, the Bible says we're going to be like Jesus. And it didn't come from the devil. And it didn't come from eating a fruit. It came because Jesus hung on that cross and paved the road that leads to heaven. He's the one that delivered that. The devil tries to mimic Jesus. See, this was the plan all along. The plan all along was, we are going to make man in our image. We're going to make them a triune being, body, spirit, soul, just like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're going to make them in our image, and we're going to plant them on earth. And they're going to grow and evolve spiritually into something that we are going to give eternal life to. And they will be like us. All right, so what was the devil doing? He was offering a shortcut. He was offering a shortcut. This is how a lot of people get hooked on drugs. Oh, you don't need to get a job and work for that uh, 10 or $15 an hour. You don't need to do that. You can make $500 a day selling this. And then they get you to use it. And next thing you know, you're, you're eating up all your profits and you're in a spiraling downward and then pretty soon an addict starts stealing. Pretty soon it's just uh, it's hitting rock bottom, amen? I am saying that we need to rebuke this away from our family. You can't always win that war. The person has to choose for themselves. But the devil was offering Adam and Eve a shortcut. He said, if you'll eat this little fruit, that is just too easy. If you'll just eat this little fruit, you'll be like God. He, God doesn't want you to know this. Now that is still going on today. The devil's trying to offer shortcuts. Well, we've got to know where the devil's coming from. Let's look at that in verse uh, 14 of chapter 14. Remember that, Isaiah 14, 14. That's easy to remember, right? Isaiah 14, 14. Lucifer was probably the strongest angel in heaven. Most likely he was the strongest angel in heaven. He had quite a following. In fact, a third of the angels in heaven were Lucifer fans. And they rallied behind him. He decided he was going to defeat God. And then God kicked him out of heaven. And where did he kick him out to? The earth. And the third of the angels went with him. And they are the demons that are trying to get people hooked on drugs. They are the demons that set themselves up as false gods. They are the demons that lure people into sexual immorality, that lure people into uh, stealing, and the Bible says murder, thefts, sorcery, 
fornication, and idolatry. You can find that in Revelation. That's the five sins that he lures people into. That covers a lot of territory. Why does he do it? This tells us right here. If you can understand a little bit of Satan's mindset, stay with me now. If you can learn a little bit about the mindset of Lucifer, then you can understand better what's going on in the world today. And right here in Isaiah 14, 14, it shows us the five motives of Satan. If you want to write that down, write it down. Mark it in your Bible. The five motives of Satan. He says, Isaiah is saying, actually it's God saying through Isaiah. He says to Lucifer, he says, How art thou fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning. In other words, you were so beautiful. You were the most beautiful of all. Son of the morning, God calls him. He loved him. God loved Lucifer. He created him. He wanted him to be the best. He wanted the best for him. He gave him the most beauty. He gave him the most power. And what happened? He rebelled against the one that made him and wanted to be above God. O Lucifer, how have you fallen from heaven? O Lucifer, son of the morning, how are you cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? This is why the nations are being weakened. Because it's the devil's plot and the devil's plan. You see, the devil wants the earth. The devil wants heaven. The devil wants the souls of human beings. The devil wants to beat Jesus eternally. But the devil is not going to win. Now, we can just leave it at that if we want to. And I'm a subscriber to the philosophy of I've read the back of the book and what? We win. I definitely tell myself that over and over. But guys, you cannot live just on that. You got to be in the battle. You got to be in the fight. You got to be in the game in the meantime. You know, our lifespan is so short that we're just going to have to uh, deal with the things that God has for us to deal with. We can't just slough it off and say, well, it's not my problem. God, the devil's going to go to hell. Yes, he is. But I'll tell you, until then, we've got a battle to fight. And if you're not in the fight, then you're on the wrong side. You gotta get in the fight. If God has called you to fight and you said no to God, plead that He'll give you another chance. Because the real life starts after this one. If He can take out this soldier and that soldier, if He can take out this and that, then what happens? More souls are lost. More souls are lost. Don't ever think. That it's all settled in heaven. Who's going and who's not. Don't ever, 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 ever let somebody convince you of that because that's false. Free will is given unto thee. God has a plan, but He does not force that plan. It's our job. It says it. How shall they know the Lord without a preacher? How shall they hear? How shall they come to know the Lord unless you go unto all the world and teach them what I have taught you? 
And if you will, I'll be with you until the end of the earth. The Great Commission is for a reason. Because it's our job to win people to Jesus. Five motives of Satan. Sums it all up. It's the big picture. Did you know that in Revelation it clearly says that most of the nations of the world will come together and they will elect a ruler. Now, that has not happened. That's a futuristic prophecy. But it could be in the near future. It could be. It's going to take some kind of major catastrophic event for that to happen. I don't know what, but I believe it's going to be three giant asteroids. The Bible says in Revelation, it clearly says 100%. No doubt about it. That three big asteroids are going to hit this planet. One is going to do a huge amount of damage. The, another one's, the next one's twice as bad. And the third one's going to break open the crust of the earth and open the bottomless pit. That's massive damage. Uh, the movies want to say that that causes total extinction of the human race. But the movies, they think they run everything, but they don't. One-third of the population of the earth is going to survive it. One-third. I think that's interesting considering that one-third of the angels got kicked out of heaven. I also think it's interesting that Noah had three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, and only one-third stayed loyal to God. I also think it's interesting that if you study the battle of Gog and Magog, which is what's going to trigger Armageddon, that the, name, the names of the countries that are involved, Togomar, Gomar, Tubal, Meshach, you can Google that, by the way. And all of them are lands settled by Japheth, one of the sons of Noah that built his own gods. That's interesting. You see, this is a big picture, far bigger than my little pea brain can gather and see. But when you understand the motives of Satan, it makes it a little easier to understand. Why, why does the human race suddenly believe that we can control the climate of our planet? Why does the human race suddenly believe that it's all about different skin colors? Why does the human race suddenly believe that the Bible is a bunch of fairy tales? Why does the human race seem to suddenly believe that science has all the answers? When science basically is about proving the last scientist wrong. Why? Because it's the motives of Lucifer. It's the motives of Lucifer. Let's look at them. We're going to look at these five things real quick. Then we're going to take the Lord's Supper. It says this. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? This is God speaking through Isaiah. So God is the one calling him beautiful. How art thou cut down to the ground? And you now weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart. Now, when you say something in your heart... That's a motive. As a parent, if you say, I am going to put my child first, 
That's a motive. If you say, I am going to provide for my family. I'm not going to laze around and just draw welfare. I'm going to get out there and work, and I'm going to provide for my family. That's a motive, amen? When you say, I am going to church, I don't care if it's what's going on. I'm going to church. I'm going to serve the Lord. That's a motive. And when you have a motive in your heart, it drives you, doesn't it? We have a motive to feed the hungry in our church. In fact, if you're here this morning and you have a severe need in your life and you've got to have a bag of groceries, we have one for you today. In fact, we want to give you something if you are needy. Don't be ashamed. We've all been in a situation I told my kids not long ago, there is something that happened in my life a few years ago that really uh, affected my motives. Now, my motives have been for Jesus Christ since I was a little boy. I have done so many things wrong, just like everybody else. But my motives have been for him since I was a little boy, and he called my name. And then he called my name again when I was 11. Then he called my name again when I was 14. I remember all of those things just like it was yesterday. So my motives have been for Jesus Christ. But I remember one time, uh, Susie and I were living in a little house right here at Union Valley. It was about just out where the front porch sits now. And we had five little kids that we love with all our hearts. And I didn't make much money. Susie was, I don't remember where she was working. She wasn't making much. And it was a pretty big challenge. Fresh out of college, with a few years, we had five kids. Kind of happened fast before I even knew it. I'd say, what happened? Where did all these kids come from? Somebody told me to go grow that church, so I just tried to do it that way. Now, this is a true story. A.J. was a baby. I was carrying him, four kids, like little ducklings. We were walking down. I don't remember what we were doing, but we were walking down the street, down Mississippi, a real hot day, going to do something we needed to do. I wanted to get all the kids something to drink. I didn't have enough money in my pocket to buy all of them a Coke, I didn't have enough money in my checking account. I didn't have enough money anywhere to buy all five of my little kids a drink. And I'll never forget that as long as I live. And on that day, on that day, on that afternoon, I made up my mind that one of my motives was going to be to take care of my family and I was going to go make some money. How many believe that it's okay to go make some money. Come on, that was wimpy. Come on now. Now when we go make some money, then we put it into God's work and we take care of our family and the more we give, the more opportunities we get. Amen? Now, I was a school teacher, so I knew I wasn't going to make it that way. The Lord has helped me opening doors. I am not a wealthy man, but I don't have to worry about whether I can buy my kids a Coke or not. You hear me? I'm giving the credit to Jesus Christ. That may be a little too personal, but I want you to know where I'm coming from because my motives matter. 
Your motives matter. What's the reason you do what you do? I can tell you the number one reason we do what we do is because we want to see souls saved. We want to populate heaven. We want to see people miss hell and expend a life with Jesus Christ. You need to know what the devil's thinking. Understand what he's doing. Verse 13, God told the devil, he said, you have said in your heart. Now this is the Lord telling Lucifer what is in his heart. And I'll promise you, the Lord is looking down right now and he loves you so much you can't even comprehend the amount of love that he has for you. He loves you more than any parent could ever love you, more than any human being, more than any husband, more than any wife. There is nobody that could ever possibly love you as much as God does. Your soul is so precious. Your life is so precious. He has an eternal seed planted in your body that he wants to grow into something that we can't even understand. But I can promise you this. Kids, God is looking down right now. He knows everything that's in your heart. Nobody else might know it. But they might. You might have shared your heart. And you might have really meant it. And it's good to do that. It's good to do that. God knows every single thing in your heart. He knows it if you're playing a game or if you really mean it. Adults, same thing. If you're going through the motions to please someone else, he knows your heart. He knows your heart. This says, God told Lucifer, I know your heart. You want to know why our country is in such turmoil? It's because of what is in the heart of Lucifer. You want to know why our country is so torn up? It's not because of black, brown, white, or in between. It isn't. It's because of what's in the heart of the most powerful angel that has ever existed who wants to destroy Israel, who wants to destroy America, and he wants to destroy the church. What's in the heart of Lucifer himself is the problems and the demons and the addictions and the downfall of the USA. And God says, I know what's in your heart. You can't fool me, Lucifer. You say in your heart these five things. I will ascend unto heaven. See, he's been kicked out and he wants back in. Not to serve the Lord, but to own heaven. Where is heaven going to be someday? Right here. I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of the congregation. Do you know where that is? Jerusalem. Jerusalem. I will ascend above the heights 
of the clouds. I will be like God. The very thing that he tempted Adam and Eve with that started this whole mess. The five motives of Satan answer all the questions of why things are like they are. He wants to take over heaven. He wants to overrule God. He wants to overrule the earth and sit on the mount of the congregation. He wants to ascend above the clouds. In other words, he wants to overrule the whole planet of the earth. The earth was created for Jesus, by Jesus, and Lucifer wants it. Lucifer wants heaven. Lucifer wants earth. Lucifer wants all the inhabitants of the earth. Lucifer wants to be God. In fact, he wants to kill God. And I have brothers in the ministry right now that are dealing with people who literally want to kill God. A friend of mine, Joe Cannon, I hope he's watching right now, in Oklahoma City, one of the great men of God that I know. They've been writing on the side of his uh, church, uh, the kill God and all other slanders about God and with spray paint. And he's going to have to go out almost every week, power wash and clean his building off. This last week, they did that at the Christ of the Ozarks, slandering God. They slander God because they hate God. They hate God because they're working for Lucifer. They don't even know who they're working for, and they're working for Lucifer. God doesn't hate them. He hates what Lucifer is doing to them. This is what we're fighting. And how do we fight it? We win as many people to the Lord as we possibly can because that's our job. And if we don't do our job, we're going to suffer the consequences. The Lord called me when I was 11. He called my name again when I was 14. I remember it on the back row of Falls Creek. I know exactly what he said. It was clear as a bell. And if God has called you, you better say yes because you'll never stop running from the devil till you say yes. Well, how do I get started? You just start. You just start. If you've got to get out on the street corner, you go anywhere you can and speak to people. Next thing you know, somebody will give you an opportunity and another and another and another and another. If you know God called you, you've got to say yes. You've got to undermine, you've got to understand the mind of Lucifer. People want to worship him. Can you believe it? Used to, people would hide in the shadows. Now they carry banners that they're following Lucifer. Some false religions would tell you that Lucifer and Jesus are brothers. No, they're not. The Bible says the sons of God came into the throne room. He was talking about Lucifer, Gabriel, Michael, the powerful angels. The sons of God, he called them. They were the created sons of God. He created these powerful angels and he called them son of the morning, son of God. He called them his sons. He created them and loved them and made heaven for them. And he called them his sons. And still he rebelled in a third of the angels with him. 
but only one begotten Son of God, born, birthed Son of God through Mary. I didn't ever think, Brother Mike, I would live long enough until we had to get back in the pulpit and teach people of America the difference between God and the devil. I never thought I would live long enough to see so much rampant ignorance in our society. They don't even know the difference in heaven and hell, and most of them don't even believe it's real. The Pew Research Center, which is one of the most uh, respected in the world, says that they are outnumbering us now. I see people talking about the silent majority. I don't think it is anymore. But it's fulfillment of Scripture. Few there be that find it. I'm one of the few. How about you? You may feel like you're not worthy. You've done this. You've done that. And you don't think you're worthy to do what God's called you to do. I'm telling you that's the devil whispering in your ear because he's afraid of how many people you're going to win to Jesus. You might say, oh, some church says I I wasn't qualified. I used to have a wife and now I have a different Let me tell you something. When you got saved and God called you into the ministry, He knew exactly what you were going to be doing. He knew exactly what devil was going to throw at you. I believe that the Lord's blood, the blood of Jesus that we're about to drink and the body of Jesus that we're about to eat, I believe that erases all my past. You start over. You start over. Don't let man demote you when God is promoting you. That's the devil's motive. What do he say? You have weakened the nations. I mean, when I was in first grade, when I was in first grade, I knew how to do a lot of things that seems like people don't know now that are grown. I saw this one cartoon, people's pants down by their knees, and the little boy said, my mommy taught me when I was two years old pull my pants up. I saw another cartoon where they were burning the American flag. That's no joke to me. We were taught to stand, celebrate our freedom, celebrate Jesus. My first grade teacher, I've told you this story before, she had 52 kids in class and by herself. She was literally as tall as Susie. Notice I didn't say short. She was about her size. And she had first grade and second grade, both together, only teacher. She had a ring. It looked just about like this. I still have dents in my head. She stood up every morning and she said, the Supreme Court says we can't pray. This had just happened. 
we're going to pray anyway. And every morning we said the Pledge of Allegiance and we prayed. Every morning. Because she had the guts to do it. Because she understood the mind of the devil. And now all these years later, 50 years later, more than half the people don't even know how to pray. It's the plan. We're the front lines. God is going to win. And so, the five motives of the devil makes it easier to understand why things are happening. And then I'm going to close where it says in Revelation chapter 20, the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. Can I get an amen? I want to cherish the blood and the body and the mind of God. Would you stand with me?